welcome to Sleep Angle. Welcome to Sleep Angle? What sleep did you say? Angle. It's, it's Sleep Angle. Uh, it's 11.40 here. You guys are always up so late. Yeah, I know. It's 10.36 here. Yeah, we're 10.36 here. Yeah, it's four minutes. It's one hour and four minutes earlier in Indianapolis, though. Yeah, you're you're like how far? This is Derek, by the way. You're like how far from Adam? A few hours, three hours, or something? Uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, probably two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, y'all are on different time zones, and I'm like sixteen hours away. Me and Adam are on the same time zone. Same, same girl, same. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, so it's all about uh, that latitude. Yeah, man, latitude, longitudes. You know. Um, so this show, uh, real quick, uh, is supported by FCP Euro and our buddies at Apex Pro. Maybe we'll talk about them later. Maybe we won't. And uh, uh, check them out if you want to support us. So we appreciate them. We appreciate the Patreons also. And we got Derek Yarbrough, who doesn't own any race cars. <laughs> you sold your race car? Yes, I sold it. Abe knew that. He's trying to pretend like he didn't know that. Well, I think podcast. I only learned it what? recently. Uh, when did you sell it? Because I didn't know before today. Yeah, I sold it, and it wasn't even for sale yet, and it sold. That's how good That's a race car it was. And you so. sold it for a not insignificant amount of money. <laughs> no, I sold it for $35,000. What was it listed at? <laughs> what? Like what? It wasn't even listed, dude. That was the thing. <laughs> and I think I could have got more, uh, but – we're, you know, we've, we're building this house right now and you can't have like any big money transactions a certain amount of time before. Like you got to explain it if you do that. So I was like, oh, I probably could have got a little more than 35 if I wanted to, but I, it was better to get it done soon so that this money can be, you know, chilling for a minute. Right. <clears throat> got to get that mortgage, baby. Did you, yes, uh, did you sell it to a racer in Texas or is this like going to come back to GLTC? No, you'll never see in GLTC now, which is kind of sad. Um, actually, so like I started thinking about selling it, and it was in pieces. The trans was out of it. Um, I got a built trans for it, and I had the diff built. And I started, I I started getting the thought in my mind that what if I sold it and probably be smart to sell it because. I probably won't have the money to race it for a while and it's worth a lot of money. It's kind of just sitting there staring at me, you know, and usually historically, whenever I get the thought, if I get the thought of selling something in my mind, that's it. It's, it's gone. There's no saving it after that. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I know, it's I know the feeling, man. Like, uh, I'm kind of the same way with like with with cars and with RVs and with all that stuff. So. Yeah. So I started putting the feelers out, kind of telling my friends I'm coming to terms with that. I'm probably going to sell it. And, uh, you know, just in my circles, I, I had a little bit of interest. Um, even Eric Streeter, or I know I, I said this messes up before, but Eric, Eric Streeter. Um, it, it wouldn't be so hard if he spelled his name right. I know it's his parents' fault, so. But he even he even said he might be interested, but then he said no, you know. And uh, Dave Montgomery, former GLTC racer, he was talking to me about it for a little bit, but and then he decided to pass. But you know, and that was just when I said I wanted thirty-five for it. And then uh, a local, well, a guy that works at Texas Track Works, um, he told one of his customers that it was for sale, and that's who bought it. Um, hmm. Kind of. 
uh, older guy, uh, kind of your typical like chin motorsports uh, HPD dude. Um, yeah. I think I like C6 Corvettes and um, BMW M2 and stuff like that. I was kind of ready for you know to try the Miata, and yeah, he's super nice guy. So it's a really good like that NC. Like, especially your car had such low miles, like a tub wasn't beat up, like everything was mm-hmm. new and fresh and like, uh, you know, engine was low miles and well-tuned and obviously proven uh, the good parts and all that shit. Like, I mean, that's like, a, that's a really good DE car too. Like if you came out of a Corvette and you're like, I really want to spend like $400 a weekend less in consumables. <laughs> like, that's the car. Yeah. And there's yeah, something I mean, to be sad about lightweight cars. Essentially, you know? it was like, you know cause I didn't mess with it at all. Like I didn't thin the wiring harness, you know, I, I just did the normal stuff you would do to like make a street track car with a 2.5 yeah. on E85. And then I caged it, you know? Um, right. That was like with, a stock NC with AC and everything in there. And just a cage yeah. and just a little bit of mo- little bit more motor. A really nice cage too. All TIG welded. Um, you know, brackets to the for the hard top built in OEM hard top. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't I can't say I did bad on it. I mean, I probably have about I probably had about fifty fifty five in it building it with the cost of the car. Um, right. And people say, oh, it can't be that much, and you know they're just pretty bad at math or in denial <laughs> about how much they spend on their own cars. But I mean, that's just how much yeah. it costs to build them. We we you know, talked about, about it a little bit on the show right before this. Adam has like a whole box full of $50 parts in his uh, most recent rebuild, right? Like that adds up quick. Yeah. You think like, Oh, it was just a, it was just a few little things, but it's like 25, $50 things. Like all of a sudden there's like 1200 bucks. You're like, wait, I didn't even get anything for that. Dude. If you just, if you just go through your Amazon and your McCarster, uh, how do you say that? That McMaster car. McMaster McMaster car. If you go through those two things and add up all the bolts and oil and like little junk that you buy for your car, I mean, you would be surprised. Dude, I, I remember about like 12 years ago or whatever, I had looked at my PayPal and I didn't even have like anything. Like I, I had like a nothing car and it was like, wow. I've spent like $22,000 on PayPal on this car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of it was also like sold again, you know, probably 5,000 or 8,000 of that was resold later. Um, but ever since then I've been actually making like a, like the biggest, the biggest goal in my hobby is buy low, sell high. And like to, to semi pay for the car in that. And like, you know, you put a lot of effort into the things that you sell for more money. Usually like you're restoring or fixing them or whatever, or just like literally finding a better buyer. Yeah. Like it's hard to even break even. It's like, you gotta, you gotta put like a full-time job worth of effort into a race car to break even. You know, value wise, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I think I paid like 19 for that car. Um, brand, you know, it had 3000 miles on it, had an OEM hardtop roll bar, um, two OEMP seats in it um OEMP or OMP seats and uh that was really it and so you know built it into a race car but also sold some stuff out of it you know like I sold the OEM motor for like a thousand dollars to a uh to a SEC T4 guy um because they have to use 2.0 2.0 or whatever right 
and sold, you know, sold the seats it came with, sold the roll bar, sold was a bunch that, of the interior parts. That roll bar, was that the one that I, I literally, like, strapped to my ladder on the back of my RV? I didn't know that it rode back there, no. You never told me that, but yes. Yeah, I, I ratchet-strapped it to the ladder on the back of my RV and met Justin Lee in the middle of Indianapolis. <laughs> no, I did not know it rode back there, but I didn't even know Justin then. And now we're yeah. like the bestest of buds because he built an NC race car too. Right. Uh, so yeah, I feel kind of I feel kind of like sad. I'm out of the you know I don't I don't own an NC now, and those are like my best buds now, my NC buddies. Yeah, did so, they kick you out of your group chat? <laughs> no, I'm still in there. It's like a, I'm like a mascot now. Yeah, yeah. Now they're all like they're all like looking at the car in the garage, thinking, "Man, is that 35 grand? Is that is that is that really what that is?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was thirty five grand. It was funny because I kind of I never posted an ad, but I did post a picture of it um, for sale, and uh, I just posted a picture, and then I wrote like three five k, like super like you know nondescript. You know, it's like well, if anybody people that know me will hit me up on this, you know, like I don't want to deal with randos right now, and uh, and then like. An hour later, Savannah Little messaged me and was like, you know, I sold my car for more than that recently, um, so you should raise the price. So I was like, all right. So I raised it to 40. Did she really? Yeah. Yeah. She sold her NC already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because wow, she's racing really? Global Cup or whatever right now. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't think she was for sale either. It was just like in Winding Road Shop and someone bought it. Uh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I think the wraps help them sell. Like her car had a cool wrap on it and so did mine. It did. Yeah. And like, you know, the guy who bought my car was like, you know, he's in his 60s probably. And he was like, this rap is awesome. He told me it was dope, actually. It um, does look it, like it kind of looked really good. Like, yeah. So awesome. like anybody who's selling your race car, I recommend spending, you know, a thousand dollars to wrap it. I think you probably get more back that way. Yeah. Um, if, it looks, if it looks good. Anyway. Uh, Savannah like, literally was wrapping hers in the paddock at Alpine Horizon last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It looked good too. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't you know? Would have been a cool car to put a big motor in and you know be another NC. But we got a lot of NCs now, so yeah, we got a few. Uh, but anyway, I was gonna say, I uh, I had it up. You know, I had that picture. I put you know I raised it to forty, and like it was like six a.m. or whatever, and Kutil posted on there like. 40k oh my god or something like saying i had it priced too much um yeah and oh man it pissed me off so i deleted his comment <laughs> and then and i you Derek know was i so yelled mad. at him i was, was so, so mad, mad. <laughs> I, t- I told him i was gonna pull his teeth out with pliers in front of his girlfriend uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean he i think he just doesn't realize like these cars are really worth a lot of money like once a class gets popular um, the cars are worth money, you know, his car's worth money. Like he maybe yeah. thinks it doesn't, he, it isn't, but you know, it's not a $10,000 civic anymore. No. And then he bought and the car, car for like $4,200. Yeah. And, and even like when I was talking to David Montgomery about buying my, my car, he was like, you know, the market right now for used race cars, like good race cars are bringing money and I can't find one. I like that's not beat to shit, you know, cause you see these ones for sale for 15 or 10 K or 16 K and you go, you go look at them and they're 200,000 mile chassis. The welds are garbage. Like they're beat, you know, beat to hell. Um, 
And and so like people need like start let's start selling these DLTC cars for more because you know that's how much they're worth if they're good cars, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, my CRX that I bought for five thousand bucks years ago, uh, it was you know it was an ITA car and the class was dying, so the class wasn't popular anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the car was literally just not good. It had decent cage in it, like like their cage was the only like tipping point that was like, oh okay, I'll buy that car. Um, and it had a, a giant spares <clears throat> package. Like it had a spares package I sold for like thirty eight hundred dollars. So I was into that thing for like twelve hundred bucks, you know. Mm. But like. Yeah, uh, a popular class and like a really really well built car from the from the jump. Like that's a huge. That's it. Those are those two things. Like will make or break the sale for sure. Yeah, I mean it holds a lot of value just for some people, you know, because like if you wanted to build an NC and you want to have a shop to replicate my car, you know, it would have costed you fifty thousand dollars at least fifty five if you started with an old you know an old chassis. It, yeah, you bought a sixty thousand mile NC and took it all yeah. apart. If you wanted to, you know, replicate my car, actually, you would need a 10,000-mile chassis, um, which I don't know if you can even find. Uh, yeah. And if you did, it would probably be, a, a, you know, it would really increase the cost of the car because, you know, you'd probably pay 13 or 14 for it at least. Right. If you, you know, if you wanted to find one with that low miles because that's like, you know. I didn't know your car had that low miles on it still. Like, I, yeah. I wasn't aware that it was that low. Did, do you think yeah. the uh, the magazine feature helped sell it at all or no? I don't think so. Not. It, I think it would have in general if it didn't sell so fast. Um, but the the guy that bought it, um, he just wanted he wanted a Miata. He's a very tall man too, so you know he really NC would probably be the only thing he could fit in, uh, and he just wanted a nice clean car, you know, and I knew that was going to be who was going to buy it. It's not, it wasn't going to be someone looking for a value. It was going to, it was going to be somebody looking for to pay for one. That's not going to be a headache. Right. 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 Um, and it did come with some spares too. You know, it came with two sets of wheels, set of stock wheels, spare trans. Um, so. And, and also like the guy in New Braunfels did the swap. So like, you know, you've got like a, a local ability to rebuild the car, fix the car. Uh, yeah, it's an NC, so everybody can everybody can play with it. Like, doesn't need anything. Uh, they're they're yeah. they're they're really like they're kind of a bargain as far as chassis go. For what yeah, so. I I like that 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 car that I built was a five speed tube. When the when the NCs originally came out, like the the Playboy Cup cars, they tried to use the five speeds, and they kept breaking them. And I'm not sure if they didn't get good motor mounts in them or what the deal is. Um, but then they moved to the six speed. Well, now it's like with the 2.5 swap, like people are breaking the six speeds. Like Luke keep Luke and Eric are going through their six speeds. They're breaking them and they're to where now you can't really find them, um, a lot on the used market. Uh, is that that five and six speed, uh, the gearing differences, is that similar to the, uh, like NB five and six speed differences? Like where the six is, You'd be shifting a, a lot more in a given lap than a five-speed. You no, know, you'd be shifting more in a six-speed um, on the NC. That's what uh, I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, you'd be shifting more in a six-speed. Yeah, the, Scott the, Robertson has a six-speed versus, and him versus Emil at Gingerman, it's like sixteen shifts versus like six or nine or something yeah, crazy very, like that. Very similar. And, and whenever I'm had the five-speed built for my car, I actually changed my rear end ratio because it was too long. Uh, 
because the gearing for the NC five speed is the same as it in a and NB. It's actually the same transmission. So oh, the okay. six speeds are different, but the five speed for the NA, NB and NC are all the same exact trans, same gears, everything. The NC just has a different bell housing on the front of it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you literally could have gone with like a full dog box if you wanted to, because it exists. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's you could have. Yeah. yeah. Just with the Miata, you have to, they use a, have you ever taken a Miata? Well, you have, because you did the K Miata stuff, right? The You see, I know the power plant frame underneath connects the yep. trans and the diff. Yeah. Um, so if you put a different trans in it, you know, it's ideal if you can, you know, fab some mounts to still use that power plant frame thing. The, the NC has the power plant frame too, also, or no? Mm -hmm. So does ND. They all do. Okay. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to miss that car, but. It was a good I'm, car, man. Like when, yeah. when you when you were texting me that it was actually like it probably sold, I was like, no freaking way. Like it's a shocking amount of money because I still consider like a decent race car cost 10,000 bucks, right? But yeah. No, it shouldn't. Like. Things that cost fifty five thousand bucks should not actually cost ten thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, they're you know they're so. expensive to build. I mean, I'm really happy with what I got for it. I'm gonna miss it, but it was just kind of silly for me to keep. Um, I also I built too nice of a car. Like once I realized that I can get that much money for it, I'm like, I don't know if I can race it again because it's yeah, worth like, too much money. You, do, you like uh. And once you get in that mindset, you're like, I need to get a six thousand dollar Integra with a decent cage and like drop a junkyard motor in, like yeah, like yeah, that's exactly. The car for, or like an NA with like a dented quarter panel. <laughs> the thing like, is, I kind of, I kind of accomplished a lot of my goals, which was yeah. you know run top ten in a good field, which I did. Um, race road Atlanta, my dream track, which I did. Um, I didn't get to race road America in my car, but I did run a race in road America in uh, Max's car, that old ratty BMW. He built a nice oh, one, you, so I can, yeah, you so I can drove say that, that car there? Yeah, I, I did it in a, I drove it in a race, and I also drove a Mills car in HPDE at road yeah, America. Not last year, but the year before. Um, so I checked off a lot of my boxes to where the next boxes to check is going to take stickers and a lot of practice, you know? Right. It's like, if I want to, if you know I want to move the best way up, to get practice is to sell your race car. <laughs> well, I can't, <laughs> I can't afford it. I can't afford to practice. I mean, I can, but I can't do everything else. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm a little burnt out of, you know, living like I make 40 grand a year to race five or six times, you know, I, I, I just, I need to take a little break and, you know, do some other stuff in life and then i'm only 30 i'll build another car in a few years and come back yeah so you think you'll be you're gonna be a fixture in the paddock still you think yes i'll be around so this yeah. year i probably will be more in the later event so um because this we're building a house and it's going to be done in late april early may so that really kind of messes up ncm you know can't really get away from i'm not going to be able to get away from austin um and then the next event that i'll really want to go to will probably be mid-ohio or colorado so right. wait so, you're paying someone else to build a house for you but you're saying that you'll be too busy <laughs> he's got a point <laughs> yeah you gotta stay on them though man <laughs> um you, you gotta be here 
can't I can't I can't be run away. I also can't be run away spending money right now either. Uh yeah, you, you gotta you gotta keep that uh that budget looking good, get that loan closed out and get that home in your name. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um no, I get I get I mean this is especially right now, like Austin's Austin's like a hot market. Like if you're gonna buy a house, build a house like now now's the time. I mean, you're probably gonna have a good ten year run, build some good equity in that house too. So Yep. Yeah, it'll be nice. And then and all the events that I really want to go to besides NCM are later in the year anyway. So Colorado, Red America, Mid Ohio, Gingerman, um, you know, mm, you know, I'll I'll be back at Gingerman again when there's Gingerman, Gingerman, when best there's tra- Gingerman, best track in America. The next time I go to Gingerman will be whenever there's music again. Yeah. Well, so um, we, we did uh, we did budgets uh, a few weeks ago at Good Life, like Chris and Sean and I, and there hopefully like if the if everything goes well, there's a budget and there is a potential. For like a really really cool concert and i don't think you're gonna want to miss that one so yeah are you talking about midway festival this year uh well it might be alpine festival so okay well i'll be i want to go to that one anyway even if there's no music i'll be at alpine yeah, we'll that's, see. yeah that's only a 11 hour drive for us and um alex likes that event too dude that event kind of slaps too man yeah <laughs> i kind of love doing stuff there like that that track kind of rules yeah i'm pretty yeah. Pretty cool. She had to like miss it not- last year. She had to miss it this year because um, she got fired because of COVID shut down dentistry and she had yeah. to get a new dental hygienist job. And then, you know, you can't get a new job and then run away for, you know. Yeah, she got like a, jo- a new job like two weeks before, right? Uh, yeah, it wasn't long before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do like there's something about that event. I think that I think if we keep doing it for five or six years, that event's going to really, really pop. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it's an excuse to go to Colorado, Colorado in the summer, which is not something I would normally ever do. Um, right. Normally, if I want to go to Colorado, I'd want to go snowboard in the winter. But um, that gives me an excuse to go out there. And it's really, really pretty. And it's really pretty hot here that time of year. Pretty nice to get away for a little bit. It was really nice weather this year. So, yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's still going to be colder than it is in Austin. So. I, I freaking loved uh, this year was like it was actually like it was so motorsports focused. I really, really loved that event this year. Uh, we, you know, the laser drift and all the that was the nighttime uh, stuff. That was with uh, Vern Griffin Jr. trying to uh, hit you with a wing or something uh, in the. No, it was Chris Forsberg. Okay. Forsberg tried to hit me with a wing. Yeah. Yeah, like every every lap, I I felt like I made eye contact with Forsberg like every time, and he would like rub the wall or like almost hit me with a wing when I was flagging out in you the. You should probably wear some blind. safety glasses or something because you're gonna get asphalt in your eyes. Dude, it was really it was really like, uh, have you walked out there into that section yeah, afterwards? Dude. It's it's gnarly out there. Like so, there's like there's there's the little bumps like uh, underneath the 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 big K or like the big concrete wall where the forklift can can pick it up and lift it right. Um, and, and those little it's like probably like an eight inch an eight inch by one gap right or eight inch by two tall, two inch tall gap. And like it, it looks like you took a leaf blower and blew mulch uh, underneath of it. And it's all tire rub. And like it's so much rubber. <laughs> so wild. Yeah, it was so much rubber. And like you breathe in all this crap. But like those those sessions are so fun, man. Hey, are open wheel cars allowed in HDE? 
technically in HPDE, yes, uh, to a certain extent. Uh, I do need, that's one of the things I am going to clarify in the, in the actual rules. Why do you ask? Because I think not, probably not this year, but I think my next thing, I'm, it'll, I'll do another GLTC car later, a few years from now. But I think the next thing I want as far as track stuff is, is I want some sort of like toy, like bike powered, small right. thing, like a Thunder Roadster would be the cheapest thing. Thunder um, Roadster is technically not really like an open wheel though, is it? No, but my other thing would be like a Formula Mazda, like the rotary right. powered ones. Um, right. They're like, they're a little more money, but cheaper than an NC C car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thunder Roadster is a like crazy deal for the money too. Like, yeah. cra- like crazy performance for the money. It's so fast. Yeah. They're like the, the slow ones, the, the real cheap ones have uh FG 1200 motors in them or no FJ that Yamaha motor. And they're slower uh, than like a GLTC car, but the Hayabusa powered ones are, they do GLTC lap times. My my thought uh, my thought for open wheel wording in in the the grid life touring or the, or the G that's the G L what do we say G T C R grid life G T C R grid life track day and competition rule set and that's just like the general rule set that covers everything that's what insurance like actually like uh, looks at yeah uh, and my thought my thought is the wording for that right now it's uh, it 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 doesn't allow open wheel for competition. Except for super unlimited, but I'm uh, my my thought for the wording is that open wheel will be allowed by an uh, you know an event to event approval only basis, because um, I don't really want like a Formula Atlantic out there with anybody else. Like they're going to need their own run group, you know. But like a you know there's there's some and depending on an HPE like HPE instructor, yeah, advanced, yeah, you can run. You can run some stuff, but like I don't okay. want anybody out there. That's all. Intermediate. Code, I mean, they you know? they do that in Chin Motorsports, so right. Yeah, I've been on track with Formula Atlantics. I've been on track with you know stuff like that in um, uh, in HPDE World with other groups, like Track Days or somebody out in the East Coast. I forget who I was instructing with. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't even want to run an open wheel car in competition, like going for TT times, like out there with the TT guys. Yeah, uh, with yeah. other cars, but like I would run around HPDE in one, like with you know with point buys and stuff like that. There's something fine. about like competition that just brings the logic down about two clicks in the average world. So yeah, you know, there's just you know people are leaving a little more room for error in HPDE usually, not always, but right. um, but for the most part, and uh, and also in like if you're in like a formula Mazda, you're going to be the fastest car in the run group. I would assume. Um, yeah. You're, you're going to be the boss. You get to move around as you choose. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be out there in like a formula V and getting run over by everybody, but dude, I can't imagine being in an HPD with a formula V. Sounds yeah. Tough. Yeah. That definitely should not allow that. I was also like, like you couldn't run this in HDE, but those little ugly SCCA cars, the um, are they Formula 500s, F500s? They have snowmobile yeah. motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, they're so fast. They are fast. <laughs> they're so fast. They sound like so crazy. They yeah. yeah. They. Like, uh, I, I I watched them run at the runoffs one time uh, at Mid Ohio, and it's just it's weird. You like you, see, you hear a car just come up the straightaway, and the RPMs don't change. Like it's just. Bah! 
but you know it's accelerating but it's a snowmobile cvt you know yeah and like they come off throttle for a second and then it's like <laughs> just yeah, all the way I, told the the, I told dewey that i wanted him to put a, C- a cvt in his subaru um that that needs to be a thing i i wonder if someday somebody will hop up a cvt that like because like in theory in, in yeah, there's theory, some drivetrain the loss yeah, in, there's some drivetrain loss, but like you're always in your power band, always, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it would be good. Uh, Mike Taylor drove a snowmobile powered um, Miata, and Austin made a video of it years ago, and it's on the Tracktune YouTube. That, and it's like our that is a, the most watched video on the Tracktune YouTube. Isn't it like over ten thousand or twenty thousand? Uh, let me look. Like yeah, it's a it's a pretty big video, like for us. And uh, it's cool to see it. Like you come off uh, off of a turn, it just like finds its RPM and just keeps accelerating. It's pretty neat. Balto is the name of the the Miata. Balto. That's pretty cool. Um, and the other the other cool thing about that is they lost a cylinder and they they just like unplug the fuel injector or like uh, or whatever or a carburetor. I don't know what it is. It's Forty five thousand views. Holy shit! And then they just unplug the uh, the spark plug. And just run it on two cylinders because, like, all the cylinders are divided. Like, they're all individual because of two strokes. So Nice. Yeah, that was, uh, that's a weird car. The Balto Miata is a weird car. Austin did a good job in the video, too. It's a really, it's really well done. So. I miss Austin. Oh, Austin. Oh, yeah. Austin Cabbage. Yeah, we were, uh, we were trying to get him on the show tonight, but uh, no response. No response. Doesn't no, he responded. He texted no, us while he- we were recording. Yeah, he oh, said he's he's like doing family stuff, and you guys didn't give enough notice, which you guys never do. Well, we we never give you notice because you can never start until ten thirty six, as evidence. No, not time. always. Actually, yeah, it's it's kind of funny because it seems like every night you guys want to record, my wife somehow ends up staying up till later, and then that, the nights that, that you guys never say anything, she's like out at nine o'clock on the couch. What the fuck? Well, all you got to do is, like, ping me, say, hey, the wife's out. It's 9 o'clock. And, like, probably one out of three times my wife will be out, too, and we can just record. And then we'll just – Yeah, I need to. We'll just send Abe tracks, and then he can – and then we won't sound like we're on the phone call either. That's so. true. I've been, I've been slacking uh, on that. I've just been so busy lately. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Yeah. So so well, busy, so busy. So, so you want to buy a Thunder Roadster. What else are you going to buy? Um – I mean, I'll have been that for a while. I'm just going to be chilling. I think I get, got to build a house. I got to get all, buy all furniture, all this crap, all this adult stuff. I am doing some cool car guy stuff in the garage, though. What are you doing? Uh, I, it's going to be a three-car garage um, with, like, a main, a main bay with two cars and then a third bay off offset um, but still connected but, like, set back. Um to the right of the main two bay. And I've got them to do um, 10 foot ceilings in the garage. Well, the whole house is 10 foot ceilings, but the um, they're going to do a tray, a ceiling tray in that main bay up to 12 feet. So I can put an overhead lift in it. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. And got my concrete all nice and thick for that. So I'm going to put did me. You, uh, did, did you end up getting that third garage door a little wider or no? Yeah, they did do that. Nine foot nice. wide. Nice. Yeah, I like nice. that. You'll thank me. You'll That's thank really me on that. Nice. Yes. Um, Eight foot yeah. wide garage doors are not wide enough to do anything with. 
Well, no, I'm I, glad uh, you said something because it doesn't cost me any more money either. It's like, it's nothing extra. They just had to, and and like the day before you told me that they were gonna pour the slab like pretty soon after, and so yeah. um, because yeah, the, the, they got the, a the door. Literally, the door costs the same. The header might be five dollars more, and there's yeah. less brick. Like, yeah, yeah. Then the the um the main thing was you know where the well I don't know what it's called but like on the slab where the garage door goes into that little space. Yeah. Yeah. They had to widen that, you know, that was the only thing that changed, you know, and then they'll frame it up for that too. Um, so the feature that you probably didn't get and I don't have, but I really think that I should, um, like my house, uh, the house basically ends, um, where the, like the, to the right of the two car stall. And then I have, the third car stall is is just to the right of that, uh, but there's nothing behind it. And I like went around and I looked at it and I was like, man, this could be a tandem stall so easy. Oh, and, yeah. And it yeah. would have been like so much more usable garage space uh, because the only thing that's behind it right now is grass. And it's like the, it is like an L-shaped spot where there's like, well, there's nothing there because the rest of the house isn't there. It's like, man. yes, I could have done that, but uh, it would have been more expensive. Uh, number one, number two, the master bath is right there, and I wouldn't have been able to have a window into the uh, master bath if there if that garage went all the way back. Number three, I'm gonna probably build like a forty by sixty shop in the future, so yeah. I don't really need any more than this. Um, this will be plenty. So on, uh, on that same note, uh, our buddy Mike Taylor, he built a house like 25, 30 years ago in Batavia, Illinois, and he lives in Georgia now. But he yesterday we were talking about houses. I asked Derek how his how his framing was going, and this is in the 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 chat that originally like became the GLTC uh, rules committee chat. Uh, and Mike was like, "Oh yeah, my old house in Batavia, my third stall, I had it made extra deep." And guess how long, guess how deep he had it? Uh, I don't know. 42 feet deep. Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, deep. That's freaking three cars deep, dude. That's yeah, that's rad. pretty sweet. Yeah, man, that must have been a sick 42. I, I wish there was a, a better way, like, to, to make space in a garage or shop um, yeah. for, like, your C-Class, if you had one. Uh, without right. like, because I I think big garage doors are ugly. I've never seen one where it was like, oh well, that looks really nice. Um, uh, I've seen a couple of times where you can disguise the garage door. Yeah, uh, Andy Hollis has one that looks good. You know, they're just expensive. The doors yeah. are. Yeah, uh, and I've seen I've seen like custom siding on garage doors to like blend in with the siding next to it, things like that. But uh, yeah, but like, not, you, you're, yeah, you run into weird headroom restrictions. So. Um, we've got like an acre, so I'm going to build up a, a shop in the future. So I'm not really, really worried about, uh, that. I did think of what you're saying though, behind that L cause it's the same d deal on my house. What I am probably going to do though, um, I gotta see how much extra it's going to cost, but I'd like to go ahead and pave beside that third bay and pave that L area behind it and make that kind of like the trailer parking. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah because, not... um, I could even maybe like put an RV plug there too, um, for power. Uh, because what's nice is if you do that and you park your trailer or your camper or whatever there, you can't see it from the road. 
and you also can't see it from the porch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hidden back there. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically going to be where you put the garbage cans anyway. You're not going to do anything there. So no. uh, something that I noticed about my house, um, and it's like I haven't I haven't looked super, super close, but uh, the garage door openers have power outlets on the ceiling. So there are, you know, there's two garage door openers, so there's two outlets up there. To the best of my ability f- looking right now, there is one outlet in it's the so entire garage yeah. for the rest of the garage, yeah, which, which makes so normal, no yeah. sense. Yeah, mine will have a lot more than that. I'm going to have 220 in my garage, too. Um, that's in my spec sheet. So I'm going to have a 220 outlet, and they're also pre-wiring 220 above the lift. Um, so, like, when I put the lift in, I'll just hook in up there. And a sink, too. I'm also putting a sink in my garage. Yeah, think of these things, man. It costs, like, $12 extra to put an outlet in. Uh, yeah, but, it's like, but nothing. it costs like a thousand to do it afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah. The same thing with like the sink and stuff like that, like all this little stuff, um, you know, raising the ceilings to, you know, doing that 12 foot tray. Um, so you can put the overhead lift and not have to do a base plate lift. Like all that stuff is like no extra money when you're building it, but things right. normal people would never put in a house, you know? Well, it's yeah, weird and, too and, though, because like, uh, as it relates to garages, um, where I live, there is almost no garage that I have seen that is big enough to park a pickup. And I don't understand why that is. Like, it's, it's almost hard to park the minivan in our garage. And it's like, man, we live in suburbia. Like, yeah. build they, they the... Make them, they make them too shallow, yeah. Build yeah. the thing that people are going to want. I don't understand why this is so hard. Yeah. Mine's, yeah. 20, mine's 24 feet deep. It's been the same story forever. Like, builders don't... They don't really... Like they're, they're just building off of spec plans and like the architect doesn't hear from the end customer. So like there's, there's literally like a, there's like a loss of communication. People just buy the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like they um, build it, somebody buys it. 24 is, feet's like perfect, my, right? Like you could drive your truck right in, no problem, end of story. Oh, with, tw- with 24 you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, You know, trucks don't really go in a garage here because uh, they don't get cold. There's no reason to put a truck in a garage. My garages sense. will just be for... But I Sports like here, uh, you don't, I mean, if you could avoid it and you had a garage, not having to scrape snow and ice off your truck every day would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. If I, I lived I, where it snowed. Yeah. My dad, uh, my dad built a garage that he could put his four door, eight foot bed F-250 in, like just barely. And it's the only one I've ever seen. Like you just got to yeah. think of those things. Like it doesn't yeah, cost people- any more to build it. People don't really, you know, not very many people park their trucks in the garage here because a lot of people don't even use their garage for cars or, you know, they just stuff it full of junk because it's so the weather's always mild here. So there's no, you know, it's not yeah. like a huge deal to have your car inside day one morning a year, uh, one morning every like seven years. Is it really that out? It's not that it's not it's not every year, huh? No, no. So, like, whenever, you know, we recently got that, like, pretty big snowstorm here, and I was posting pictures and stuff where it was actually, like, a couple, like, I think we got, like, five inches. That was the first time my wife's ever played in snow that thick ever in her life. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, it never snows that much. Um, It was just kind of the perfect, uh, perfect storm. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the term for it. So, like... I, it was I crazy about, because it wasn't even freezing. It was like 34 degrees and snowing and sticking, and it just wasn't melting. I don't know. It's weird. Well, it was 32 here yesterday, and we got 17 inches. So it's just got to be just about right. 
But yeah, just just right, right. It was it was pretty fun, you know. My dog got to play in the snow and stuff. Yeah. They, they do love that. Yes, my, my my dog today. Uh, I mean, she loves it when it's like two three inches. My dog's got short legs. She's got she's a corgi cattle dog mix, so she's got corgi legs, mm-hmm. and she's she's like old and her hips hurt her and stuff. But uh, we were going for a walk and we we're like walking down the middle of the street, and then she likes this one alleyway that goes uh, around the block next to us, um, and I like it too because like it's a, it's an alleyway, you know, we can walk down the middle of the road. There's no trucks gonna hit it hit us or whatever. Uh, but she got about 50 feet into it and there was like, you know, it had been, it had been plowed like on Saturday morning. Uh, but then it snowed for like 10 hours and it was about eight inches of snow and my, about 50 feet in my short little leg dog, she just laid down and looked up at me like, can't do it, man. (laughs) And I had to carry her out of the alley and put her back on the plowed street. She couldn't do it. (laughs) Poor dog. Whenever it snowed here, there was like half the people out driving on the roads didn't push the snow off their rear windows so they were just like driving around there driving in a van couldn't see out the back yeah like they're driving in a candy free candy van mm-hmm. yeah well that happens mm-hmm. well derek sold his race car uh and we made another podcast so yeah look at us yeah it's i, I need to go to bed because i've been plowing and shoveling for two days i'm about to go work out i'm sitting in front of the gym right now have fun i'm gonna well, go to yeah, sleep brother. it's 12 what are you gonna do you can do them curls and squats, Derek. Today is chest day. Beast muscles, yeah. just, Bench just press, chest and weights. arms every day. No, I do legs too. Yeah, Derek. Derek's gonna look all ripped at Coda, man. That's what you say. I'm fat right now. I've been bulking. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cultivating mass. I've never mass. been this heavy. I'm strong, but I'm 245 pounds right now. Yeah. So I'm actually starting You're like my five cut, eight. So. 240 pounds is pretty thick, boy. What? I said you're yeah, like five eight. Two hundred forty is pretty thick. I'm not five eight. How tall are you? Derek's like Derek's like I'm six six though. foot. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm six foot tall. Nah, like shit. five five eleven and a half. Yeah, six foot with shoes on though. Yeah, six foot if he stretches and mm-hmm. uh, Yep, yep, yep. I'm not, not all of us can be eight and a half feet tall like Adam. I'm not that tall. I'm only like six three, man. Um, I I like my height. I'm I'm the height where. I can fit in a Miata and an airplane well, but not so short that I look short. Yeah, I can't fit in anything unless I build the car around me. Yeah, that is a problem. The um, yeah. the Gears and Gasoline um, road trip video where they stop by Gridlife HQ and you guys do that cruise, you yeah. sitting in the Civic uh, in the film just looks so silly. It's pretty low. Like, like. <laughs> If if people don't know how tall you are, you can barely see over the the, the like into the into the windshield, and you're it sitting like mega far. Literally, back. my chin is on the door is on like the level of the door. That's how it low, looks. It looks kind of okay with a helmet, but with like no helmet, yes, yeah, it's just like a little head floating. Like I'm not even joking though. Like my chin is maybe like if you if you if you like squat down and you're at the level of my doors. Uh, like you look through and my chin is at the level of the top of the door, like where the window is. <laughs> That's so, so silly. Like how, uh, I'm sure on a racetrack it's fine, but like when you're street driving it, do you have good vision for what's like around? Oh yeah. 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 No, it doesn't bother me at all. I like, I, but I set up the mirror. This doesn't have OEM mirrors. Like I set up the mirrors to be good. And, uh, the worst part about like that, uh, cruising around Chicago, 
The worst part is like the race pack dash is too bright. Even with like the dimming, it's too bright. Got it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm. Normally, like when I'm driving late, I turn the the brightness on like all the nighttime stuff to as basically as low as it will go. Like I like I like being basically in the dark when I'm driving. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, that that aim that aim dash I had had a function where you could turn the whole thing red instead of the typical oh, like, white background. Um, yeah. And that it was great at nighttime. It was really helpful. I really the, like the those blue... um, those like BMW. I don't know, designed uh, cockpits, especially for nighttime driving. Like all the gauge clusters are red and it's just, yeah. I don't know, it's yeah, very submarine-like, but it's very, uh, it's very nice. Yeah, yeah they're the nice. Only thing, only thing I don't like about that blue race pack dash, I love, like, I love the look during the daytime. It's like, got like a classic, like 2000 era look. Like that's mm-hmm. the look that, that's what I want. Like I wanted a race pack. But uh, the dimming feature, like it's got, you know, put you you apply 12 volt to this one wire and it dims down a little bit. Um, so I did that before we did that gears and gasoline cruise. But like the dimming feature is still pretty. Oh, cool. there's no setting. No, it's like one or the Dang, other. That sucks. The the aim dash has this light sensor in it, and so it, I mean it's an old the the IC it'll dim the race pack IQ or IC or whatever they call it. It's it's an old cluster. They don't, I don't I don't even think they're really pushing it anymore. But yeah. I just like the look of it. So Alltech needs to send you that new hotness anyway. What are they doing? I, I don't know. I think I like this little race pack. I'm gonna keep it for a while. Hmm. It makes me so happy when I flick it. And it turns blue when I flick the power on. It turns blue and. You know, it goes boop boop like all the things move. It just makes me happy. I like it. Hmm. That whole tech looks too much like good. a computer. It looks like a freaking laptop. Yeah, right I prefer the. the aim, I like the aim dashes over the whole tech dashes. To the, be honest uh, with you, I, I had a couple of them, and I never installed one in my car. But I, the uh, the old stack dashes from like the nineties. Yeah, those are really um, cool. I had a white one. And I had a black one. I never used either one of them. I was going to use the white one in this car. But there was something about that, like, stack dash with, like, the, the stepper motor tack and everything. Like, turn it on, it goes, boom, boom, full, full sweep of it, you know? Like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I always liked that look. And the race back kind of had the same triangle shape to it. So. Hey, hey, for y'all's street class, the new one, uh, yeah. you, is there a new name yet? Weren't y'all going to name it something different now? Um, uh, we're talking yeah. about it. Okay. It's did you make decided. Did you make a rotary, turbo rotaries illegal? Yeah. Because... Uh, that's probably yes. the best motor. Yes, <laughs> yes, we did. I was gonna say it's like FDRX7 would pretty much Slang. be the winner there. Yeah, Good. and like that would be. Um, I mean, that would be like kind of an annoying money car to to run and compete in. Like FDRX7s aren't cheap, and they're not really entry level. So like um, that car being an overdog doesn't really seem fair. Like yeah, it would be like a way overdog because they're light too. Those cars. Yeah, they're me out. And they make like what do they make? You like with the tune stock three fifty or something? Like, yeah, pretty three, good amount of power. Three twenty, three thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the the peak car that we really want to see is like a one point five, one point six turbo, uh, making like you know two fifty or whatever, or yeah. like a K twenty four. I was thinking of what I would build, because um, it's going to be a street tire uh, class. I mean, I would never spend that so much money on on a car for this class, but. I, I would do a uh, NC Miata with a K20A swap. Okay. Why a K20? Because it's the factory displacement, so I can make it as light as I want. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, Derek knows and, the rules a little bit. 
and can still run 17s because 17s work good on NC and you want to be on a or 18s even actually work great on NC too because for a street tire class you really want to be on a bigger wheel you have ABS and uh and like with no cage NC like you can get real light like yeah probably like 2300 with driver if I you know if you really if you could strip it you know and take that extra penalty right and then that that one like what a K28 on E85 would make like what 220 probably Probably, yeah, yeah, 220, 230, but not as much torque. But, like, yeah, it's still a really good motor. Yeah, but it would be a real good power to weight because you go pretty light. Yeah, right. that'd probably be better power to weight than an S2 for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You can't get S2s that light. <clears throat> well, not in this rule set. Not without yeah. a bunch of carbon. Well, you're allowed to do carbon hood, trunk, fenders. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you wanted to get an S2000 to be 2300 with driver, That's I mean, you hard. would be... I mean, we're still splitting hairs, though. Like, you're still going to be up against, you know, 24, 2,500 pounds stuff with K24s. So, like, yeah, it's going to be close. But Yeah. Um, the, I'm really liking I mean, the, main... the way that this class is starting to feel. Like, I'm, but I'm if you, into it. But, like, so you can't change internals, though. So does a K24 without changing stuff make that much more than a K20A? Uh, you, know? you can make like 225, 230 with them. That's all. But it makes it makes like 40 more foot pounds. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, I, was, I would still take the K20 in the lighter car, though, if it was only like five or we're 10 speccin- less. We're, we're literally like defining what internals means as uh, rods, pistons, um, block head, uh, bore the stroke. Big, the, big, the big thing is camshafts. You know, camshafts are the real. Yeah, that and, and and camshafts are are the thing. So yeah, you put big camshafts in a K twenty four, you make two fifty, two sixty. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you yeah, only, I mean, you can only, you know, if you can just only a couple have the valves ago, open for so long, then that yeah, just a couple days ago, the the K twenty four, it's a stock TSX motor with just the the fifty or whatever degree V uh, cam gear and good oil pump. It made two twenty nine. Uh, and I've seen a million of them make 225 to 230 uh, for the, the, the BRZ that K Power Industries made. So, yeah, Tim's uh, car. Yeah, they're they're just that's just what they make. They make 220, 230. And that's like uh, and, as, and as would, cars for the class. Like that feels pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. So. You would you would be only 85 though for this class, so you would make 10 more horsepower than that. Probably 10 or 15 more. So. So we, we kind of expect those uh, 1.5, 1.6 liter turbo cars like 10th Gen Civic to be capable of making a lot more power, um, but they'll have the weight penalty to go with it. So like, or the they'll have the weight penalty in the chassis that they're in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be stuck with a, about a 10% less of a chassis, but it'll be heavier too. So. Yeah. I want to mention the thing. Lightest thing is better for... Well, that's, that's kind of why we had to talk about, um, you know, specific min weights because, you know, a K20 CRX or whatever would be um, fastest. You can always. get those. Yeah, you can oh. get a, Yeah, you buy an 88 HF and you put a K24 or K20 in it. Like, you get 230 and it, the car weighs 1,850 pounds. Like, yeah, you're, you're a bullet, you know. So um, that was why I came up with the displacement uh adder equals minimum weight like if you sw- do an engine swap and you increase displacement then uh, a uh, a rotary in a miata as light as possible would also be really great for this class an na rotary would probably be 
pretty rad too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think with a stock, uh, I don't know which rotary is the best, but I'm one of them make like 200 horsepower probably. You know, and then yeah, you wouldn't be the regular, like F, uh, the FC, uh, even the FD, like the NA rotary, you can get like 220, 230 out of them. So. Yeah. And then you'd put that in a chassis where, you know, an NA Miata, you could make 2,200 pounds of the driver probably. Yeah. Yeah, they're not super light motors though. Like you'd think, like oh, they're so small, but they're they're actually like kind of heavy. But, well, you're replacing an iron block four cylinder, so right. Yeah, it's gonna be a pretty equivalent weight. So, um, and you, the, my main thing would just be trying to not increase displacement on the chassis, so you wouldn't be up against making it as light as possible. Um, right. But you'd also want to do with like a CRX. You know, you this you're doing like a CRX, you'd want to stay with OEM displacement and get it as light as you could. Yeah, I think you'd be stuck with a B16 there. That's kind of a, I don't know. You can do you can do a 170 out of a B16, but then you get a pretty light car too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, well, I gotta go to bed. I'm really tired. Same yeah, here. I'm gonna work out. It's pretty late. That was fun. Fun chat, guys. Hit me up next week or another time. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta bank some shows because, uh, like, this one was urgent. We've got to have a show to release for tomorrow. So, like, gotta gotta get to it more often. <laughs> we hate doing that. We liked having it. Later. See ya. Bye, right, buddies. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit Grid Live to say hello. Hello.